sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Bold City Podcast. <laughs> this week, we were going to start out like every other podcast around town and talk about that terrible abortion of a fucking game last week. <laughs> but then we realized there really was nothing that anyone could take from that game. So instead, you got the rest of this episode. Please enjoy. <laughs> da, 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 da. It is the definitive list of people me and cap would rather see play quarterback in an exhibition game for the Jaguars than Tanner Lee. Now, first of all, I have a little disclaimer about this list or a little um, heads up for the viewer or for the listeners. I want you to picture these people in your head. I want you to picture them wearing shoulder pads, taking snaps from under center, dropping back to pass and surveying the field over the offensive line like they're a professional NFL fucking quarterback, okay? No matter how tall they are, just picture them looking for receivers down the field. John, your first name. Okay, I just want everybody to take a deep breath. Close your eyes. And just go on a little journey with us. My first, my first person that I would rather see quarter, play quarterback in an exhibition game or any game than Tanner Lee is none other than Matt Turk <laughs> with his single bar face mask. That's right, folks. Uh, I'm crying. Okay. Uh, my first is a, a kind of a local legend in his own right uh, that I would rather see play quarterback than Tanner Lee is David Lamb. Oh, he's on my list too. Cross him off. Okay. <laughs> Next. Speaking of local legends. Someone that would make very many people happy here locally. And it's not going to come as a surprise. That's why I'm getting out of the way early. He's not a sleeper. Tim Tebow. Yes. I would rather see Tim Tebow than Tanner Lee. Sidebar here. We kind of talked about this last week in our text, I think, or somewhere. We were like, why don't they just bring in Tebow as like a third quarterback? They would fucking sell out every preseason game. Then they could just cut him and say, oh, he wasn't good enough. So they don't really have to, like, keep the circus around for the regular Listen, season. Listen, it's basically what the Mets are doing with him in minor league baseball. The Mets are that's just what I'm smarter. saying. It would yeah, kill yeah, here. It, it, I'm with you, and that's why he's on my list. I, to be honest with yeah. you, I'd rather see Tim Tebow play. I'm going to double down. I would rather see Tim Tebow play right-handed than Tanner Lee <laughs> throw another pass for this team. Who's your next one, Sally? I mean, I mean my next name – and I'm sure that this guy's on your name too, because you know we would just pretty much, I think, love to watch a a big defensive end blow by his tackle and just mash this guy. But it's uh, Lenny Curry, <laughs> Kenny Lurry. Kenny Lurry is on my list. <laughs> we have we probably should have coordinated these lists a little better, but it's better because it's your list and it's my list, and I'm down for overlapping. Hey. Kenny Lurry, yeah. I would love to see him play. I think in his own mind, to be fair. <laughs> He's taken many a snaps for the Jaguars. He, um, he, he does it every night in his dreams. It, well, because he's a winner, and that's what winners do, right? I mean, they, <laughs> they lift 135 pounds on the bench press in their garage, and they win games for the Jaguars. All right, next on my <laughs> list, Rick Scott 
I'm keeping it political here for a moment. I would like to see Rick Scott and his penis looking forehead just out there slinging the rock for the Jaguars. Much rather see him than Tanner Lee. Who you got next? This is kind of shaving up like a fantasy draft. Like I didn't know I didn't know it was gonna be this competitive. Oh yeah, don't take my people. Uh my next name is uh, Brian Sexton. Brian Sexton, the voice. The voice. <laughs> the voice. Listen, I'm with you. Sexton drops back to pass. He looks to the left. He looks to the right. He throws it down at the 40, maybe the 45 yard line. Now you're going to convince, you're going to confuse the shit out of people. They're going to think, they're going to ask when Frank Frangie just joined the podcast. But, oh. oh. <laughs> All right. Next, a man who's very near and dear to both Sally and Dilla's hearts. One Chris Przinsky. I would rather see Chris Przinsky <laughs> play quarterback with blindfolded than watch Tanner Lee throw another pass for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Um, I agree 100% that I think Chris Przinsky would be really fun to watch. Um, Pros, bros. My next name is actually starts with a p as well as mr pete prisco i'd love to see pete drop it back oh yeah drop him back like a fucking bowling ball <laughs> pete prisco i like it pete pete was the one i was trying to emphasize watching them stand survey the field over the offensive linemen like i think it would be a little bit of a challenge for our guy pete maybe for uh kenny Lurie as well Well, you know what in uh, fairness you know. let's 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 maybe just consider for one second before we continue with the list maybe Tanner Lee would be useful. Prisco could sit on his shoulders and just <laughs> sling the rock. You know, I mean, it's, just yeah, launch I, like ball. that might, and I don't know Pete personally, but I feel like that's something he'd be down for. So, all right, next for me, we've got Mitch, the Titans fan, Mitch, the Titans fan <laughs> from Twitter. <laughs> I would rather see Mitch with his 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2019 division champion tattoo. Champs, I would rather see him suiting up in the teal and black in our beautiful Jaguars logo. I'd rather I'd rather have to cheer for and watch Mitch the Titans fan than watch Tanner Lee throw another pass. Who you got? Uh, next on my list, if we're going to keep this going with uh, kind of local media types, is uh, Cole Pepper. I mean, could you imagine Cole dropping back there? I mean – Cole could see over the line, right? Yeah, I mean, Cole could be a lineman probably, so that might work. I mean, he'd be <laughs> tough to bring down, like Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we need him. We need him. We need him there too. Actually, can he play right guard? He might, listen, we uh, he, he might already be getting a call. I don't know. Uh, okay, so <laughs> to keep with the terrible Titans people, I would rather see Taylor the cheater fucking Lawan. Okay, <laughs> there are very few NFL players currently past, present. Anything that you can think of, alive, dead, that I despise more than Taylor Lewan as a human and as a player, but I would still rather see him play quarterback for the Jaguars than Tanner Lee. Uh, I'd have to agree. It would hurt my heart, but um, I'm going to take my next choice. I'm going to take an athletic one. Um, I'd rather see Sonya Richards-Ross suit up and play quarterback than Tanner Lee. She is a gold medal winner. That's a a pedigree. I, I like that. I like that. It's thinking outside she, the box. I mean, she could get outside the pocket better than Tanner Lee. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm with you. Um, I've got a really long list here, and we're taking a lot longer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick some more out, and then what I what I propose is that we just kind of go rapid fire and finish our lists off. What do you think? All right, fine. All right, let's let's, get, let's do well, let's do like two or three more in succession here, trading off. So for me, um, I'm going to say Toby Keith. I would rather <laughs> Toby Keith play quarterback with the music 
from the fourth quarter of an American soldier song playing in repeat <laughs> in the background. I would rather watch that than watch Tanner Lee throw another pass for my Jaguars. I, yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree, uh, especially the American soldier part. Anytime you can work that in, you got to do it. Uh, my next one is actually very realistic. I think this guy, I mean, he comes from within the building. I feel like, he like I've seen him throw a pass before I've seen him do things that are semi-athletic and I honestly feel like he 100% like could do a better job than Tanner Lee like okay and so that's you're going Tad, realistic Tad Dickman oh I've yes, seen Tad, Tad spin Dickman. the rock my boy Tad I mean, he can yeah yeah he no no bullshit he might be better than Tanner Lee uh, that's like, what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, he's in the building yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, give the man a contract. Much of these lists that might surprise the listeners. I, I, I know they think this is a very serious podcast, but much of these lists is, you know, it, it's, uh, it really is kind of jokes, right? Like, that's, uh, it's going to be crazy. People might not believe it, but we, yeah, we, we like to have fun. But Tad Dickman yeah. very well may be better than Tanner Lee. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, with you mean, on that one. I'm just trying to scout. That's all I'm trying to do. I see you working. I see you working. Okay, uh, a couple more. So I uh, next on my list is Ryan Shazier. I would rather see Ryan <laughs> Shazier. <laughs> shout out, shout out, J Nubs um, and the Sloth, which I were just for the record, all three of those individuals were all different on my list. I actually had J Nubs, the Sloth that J Nubs uses all the time as a gift. And Ryan Shazier, all of which, all of which I would rather watch play quarterback for my Jacksonville Jaguars than Tanner Lee. Who you got? Uh, we have to cut the show. Uh, right, my next, we'll go my one, next more. one is no, my next one is <laughs> my next one is um, Uncle Chaps. Oh, he's on my list too. Yes, Uncle, Uncle Chaps made it. <laughs> Why Uncle Chaps? <laughs> I don't have a reason. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> I think it'd be money. You know, I mean, Andy Dalton needs another ginger, right? Like, I feel like there should be another ginger in the league. I'm not aware of another ginger quarterback that may be out there. Um, but I, I think that alone on merit would uh, would make Uncle Chaps. Okay, I'm gonna go rapid. Fire. Dude, dude, what? dude. One more point on that. Yeah, I, just wanna have, I just want to have. I just want to have. Regular Leonard Fournette and albino Leonard Fournette in the same backfield. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. That's you're, you might be a visionary. You might be a visionary. <laughs> you might be a visionary. You might be uh, the, the next Sean McVay, for all we know. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna go kind of off the dome here and gonna run through my list really. I quick. got I got five more. Oh, you do your five, and then I'll do mine. Here we go. This is great radio. Good podcast. Okay. No, you do your five. All right, so my my final five are uh, Tommy Bohannon. Oh, okay. Uh, Fullback. I'm I'm gonna go a uh, current Jaguar player, Tavin Bryan. Okay. <laughs> uh, g- gonna go with a local a local um, announcer by the name of Leon Searcy. Okay. All I'd right. like to see him back there throwing some balls. Big Sears. Uh, <laughs> Lemon pepper wings. Uh, I'm going to go with my personal favorite Times Union writer, Nate Monroe. I'd like to see him take a couple snaps back Okay, there. so you're going realistic here. Because right? like, I'm yeah. all for every one of these people. They don't even scare me. Yeah, and then last but not least, another guy that's already in the building that I would feel pretty good about is Doug Marone. <laughs> I mean, he's right there. Just take the snaps, bro. Like, you're better than Tanner Lee. Under center like it's a, like, like it's a, like it's a, full, a full package of Bologna, isn't it? I like it. He would at least – he's at least smart enough to figure out what 
the optimal thing to do is, which is better than half of the fucking quarterbacks in the league. Right. So. Well, and you know, in <laughs> fairness, I mean, he like he could just fall down in a heap and probably be better than Tanner Lee. Okay. <laughs> so for me, here we go. Here we go. Uh, drum roll, please. The rest of my list in a quick succession for everyone out there. I know you've been waiting all week, ladies and gentlemen. Keanu Reeves, Johnny Moxon, <laughs> Charlie Sheen, Chris Ricks, Tyrion Lannister, Cersei Lannister, <laughs> Jamie Lannister, Pee Wee Herman, Blaine Gabbert, Duval Doom, Quinn Gray. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. There's still more people that I would rather watch than Tanner Lee. And this is not a definitive list, folks. Quinn Gray, Nathan Peterman, Jacksonville's own. Adam Poblish, Brian Anger, keeping up with the punter theme. I would rather watch Brian Anger. <laughs> Hugh Douglas, the largest piece of shit ever to walk through our building. Would rather watch him play quarterback than Brian Anger. Or excuse me, than, than Tanner Lee. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. I just think that would be money. Jerry Porter, Derek Harvey, Uncle Chaps, Demetrius. <laughs> Air Bud, I'd rather watch a fucking golden retriever than Tanner Lee. Bill O'Reilly. We have a dog park in the stadium. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Wolf Blitzer. That douchebag from the show The Good Place. <laughs> Tammy Lauren. Al Bundy. Uncle Rico. Gene Frenette. Mike Bianchi. I'd rather watch Hacker. Under center. The Corpse of Tupac. Mike Florio, Jason Lockenfora, Gene Smith, Fat Joe, yes, the hip-hop artist, Mike Malarkey, Danny DeVito, Sean Bradley, Justin Blackman, DJ Khaled, I'd rather watch Ellen, Ellen fucking DeGeneres, right? I'd rather, at least it would be entertaining, something that Tanner Lee has never been, John Brantley, Christopher Reeves, yes, the one in a wheelchair. Yes, that's correct. Donald Trump Jr. I'd rather watch the fucking bo- the bad Josh Allen. Not the good Josh Allen, but the bad Josh Allen. He's way better than Tanner Lee. Joe Biden. I'd rather watch senile fucking Joe Biden. Trent Edwards. Luke McCown. Andy Willis. Al Borland. Any of the fucking Golden Girls, any of them, dead or alive. Don Carey, Mike Kay, Lorena Bobbitt, <laughs> Teal Man, any of the fucking Migos, any of them, doesn't matter, any of the Migos. Peter King. Quavo could play. <laughs> I know he could play, but I even the ones he play. I'd watch them too. Taylor Swift, Darren Sharper, the rapist, Joe Buck. <laughs> Ron Jeremy, Jason Myers, Vanilla Ice, Danny Tanner, or Uncle Jesse from Full House, and even Jake from fucking State Farm. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> I would rather watch play than Tanner Lee. And that, folks, concludes my list. So now that we've come down from our um, laughing fit and I pulled about four muscles in my stomach and I got those all stretched out, I think I'm good. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for that incredible list again. um, You know, if you're listening to this, just go ahead and play it back. Um, You know, go excuse yourself from your desk or whatever you got to do and just go somewhere and laugh your ass off. You're welcome. Uh, So what? 
we haven't spoken since you know a couple texts here and there we haven't spoken since um since the game on thursday so what was your real takeaways what are you gonna take from the um 32 players sat down and we watched our backups get their shit pushed in game (laughs) well uh yeah or did i just sum it up is that are we done you pretty much summed it up it was a game that uh yes some people played in Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest takeaway is that the Jaguars will be wearing a new patch on the jersey. I found that uh, really, really intriguing and interesting. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the 25-year patch. Uh, it was, Which is my, it's pretty ugly, honestly. Yeah, in my household, like some, some liked it, some didn't. I, I, I can't really – I think with these uniforms, just the plain Jaguar head just really kind of fit really well. So – Maybe I'm sure it'll be something that we get used to this year and that they will not have available on any jerseys for fans to buy because that's <laughs> how the NFL works. Um, and merchandising takes like, it's like turning around a freighter folks. Like it takes a long time to, uh, you know, that's why the team's got to start on the next iteration of jerseys and uniforms that they'll have like a decade ahead of time. So um, he would know folks. He would know <laughs> with that in mind, the game itself, uh, Honestly, man, I didn't take a lot away from it. Uh, I think overall the the kind of broad theme that we're, we're seeing right now that's sort of interesting but also frustrating from a fan perspective is how a lot of teams, ours included apparently, uh, are, are just kind of treating the preseason now and, yeah. and, and having so many players sit, and that's what we saw, which first game seemed like, okay, yeah, I mean, I guess I see some of it, but – at the same time, I, I, I worry – I think my biggest worry right now is that we play the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't know if folks listening to the podcast know this, but they're pretty good. Um, good. Yeah, and they've got a, a, a really good coach. Um, I think they got something like 11 billion sacks against us last year. Yeah, yeah. We didn't play very well against them in their house uh-huh. last year. Uh-huh. And they happen to have like an all-world quarterback – and, you know, some, some decent pieces everywhere else on the team. So, with that in mind, uh, new quarterback uh, who hasn't played with these wide receivers, many of which are still pretty young, uh, it, you know, then our uh, Pro Bowl quarter, quarter – excuse me, our Pro Bowl wide receiver that we signed, uh, Chris Conley. <laughs> um, All pro. All pro th- well, three times. Yeah. So – uh, just the fact that none of them are playing, man, uh, it confuses me. I, listen, it's a gamble, and I heard people talking about it today. It's a gamble. I think it was Big Bo was on the morning show this morning. He's like, look, if Marone plays them and has a hard training camp and all, there's all these injuries, he's going to get ripped. If he doesn't play them and they come out kind of flat in the first couple of games, he's going to get ripped. Yep. And I get that. But with this team coming off in like a really bad season last year and having these new pieces and a new piece at quarterback, I mean, I don't know what it tells me. It, it scares me a little bit because you sit there and you say, well, wait a minute. Do, do they know something we don't know? Like, are they that confident in what yeah. Foles is going to bring that like really, if he doesn't play till game three and he plays a half, that that's enough reps and kind of a you know a simulated live game format with that a new team. with a new team with a new you know not a completely new offense. I mean I know he knows Flip's offense uh, to a degree, and I'm sure they've come and they've they've kind of melded some of what Nick is used to and and what 
you know, kind of guys like Lenny and, and the system that was in place here and what, what Doug, you know, Doug has his own kind of offense as well. So I'm sure they mishmash of all that, but primarily it's going to be a lot of flips uh, plays and, and his, you know, his philosophy. So what he wants to call. Right. I get all that, but still, I think it, to me, it's a bigger risk not to play him. Like I'm, I'm you, with you. I, I think that I almost think that they, I, I think that Doug, honestly probably wanted to play Foles and I think he was just worried about the offensive line I think if he had a full healthy offensive line that he felt confident in I think he might have given Foles you know at least like a series in this game um we'll see Thursday if he you know if he acts you know if he acts like in a linear pattern or if he starts giving him a whole bunch of extra time um you know maybe he was trying to make up for him missing the first game I don't know but yeah I don't know I I I still it, it's 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 the frustrating thing, right? I mean, and when people have done, by the time people listen to this podcast, uh, you know, they've already lo- listened to tons of other shows, podcasts, watched on TV, whatever, whatever, you, you know, whatever you want to say. And th- the game has been picked apart for a freaking preseason game. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think the, the, the bigger conversation really centers around as fans, right? Cause I mean, that's ultimately why people come and listen to, or are going to come and listen to us is because we're bringing kind of a fan perspective and, yeah, and we have a good sure. time with it. But so as fans, it's frustrating, man. You know, like I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, I should be excited about going to the stadium on Thursday. First time in the section, first time with my people and, you know, in, in quite a while. Should be excited about it. But with the prospect of, you know, maybe not even seeing very many of the guys you want to see play. And then with the fourth game being a home game as well, when you know damn sure nobody's going to be playing. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it. Things are going to change. Things are going to change in the NFL landscape. And these owners are going to, you know, the, it's got to go to two games. I think that's probably the way it's heading. And in yeah. the meantime, it's going to be the fans that suffer, man. I mean, who could you imagine watching that dang game if that was a home game? Yeah. <laughs> the Ravens game, if that was a home game. <sighs> and the Ravens played their starters, most of them, for at least, you know, kind of like a quarter. And then – we sat all those guys. Oh my I God. almost, I almost wonder if um, part of it is the fact that we were on the road and they were at home. Like they chose to play some starters, knowing that was their home game. I wonder if maybe they back them off on their next road game, and if we see a little more of the starters. Whereas if you're going to break them in slower than normal, you might as well break them in at home too. You know. I can't imagine that they're not going to try also, and get. And also give the fans something, obviously some reason to show the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's that, like, that's that balance, right? Where right. the, you can't, as the football side of things, you can't be worried about or, and or listen to the business side of things, right? Like you, nobody really wants that to affect the football side of things. So that is, that's really, if, if more coaches are going to go this route of Marone and even Sean McVay, and uh, some of these other coaches that I saw that have sitting a lot of people. Now, Tom Brady, he's an exception, right? Andrew Luck has never played preseason in his life because he's had, you know, the flu or mono or whatever the hell it is, a broken hangnail. Um, but so those guys are the exception. But if if, if the Nick Foles and Chris Conley's of the world don't have to play very much in the preseason, then yeah. you start seeing the business side of things creep up. And that's when that's what, you know, tends to get the owner's attention a lot more than most other things. So. Uh, that going forward, that'll be interesting. As far as the Ravens, I, I can't see, this is what confuses me, right? Is I can't see them not trying to get Lamar Jackson as many reps as possible. Now, granted, yeah, true. 
Nick Foles, more experience, has a few more feathers in his cap than than Lamar Jackson, but he's still not, you know, he's not Peyton Manning. He's not Tom Brady. Um, you know, and he, he hasn't been with this team and these receivers in this system for very long. So, yeah, it just – it all perplexed me. Uh, like you said, we'll see what happens on, on uh, this Thursday at the home game. Um, hopefully it's a little better and we get to see some, some people that are actually worth watching. What's up? What's up? What's up? What up, dude? How are you, oh. bro? Oh, man, you are loud as could be. Louder than you, baby. Oh, my God, that sounds great. <laughs> do you have – um? Do you have like the little on your headphones? Do you have like the little um, microphone with the up and down volume thing, yeah. like on the ear? Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, otherwise, I don't know where it's really picking up audio from. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, into this, I have we have on the pod. It only took us one show. We got our first yeah. ad. Yeah. And the best part about this ad is that. We didn't like get some random um, ad from some national Dollar company Shave that nobody Club. knows anything about. Yeah, Dollar Shave Club or Penis Pills or whatever the hell these guys are hawking yeah, these days. Which hey, shout out to shout out to them. They're making money off of it. Whatever. I mean, we might be pop doing penis pill ads on the next podcast for all I know. Hopefully, um, if penis pill people, if the penis pill people are gonna pay us some money, then we'll probably take it. Um, but we got an ad from a guy that we actually know that's local in Jacksonville, which is awesome. Um, and that is Boz Executive Transportation, who provides the best chauffeured service at reasonable prices in town. Um, he can get you sedans, SUVs, vans, motor coach buses up to 57 passengers, um, take you to the airport, going out for birthdays, weddings, dinner on Friday night. If you want to look like a boss, he can get you a boss car. Um, Charters for all your boys to go to a concert at Daly's Place. Um, Boz got you covered. So call him um, at 904-887-0763. Or he said you can message him at JaxBoz, J-A-X-B-O-Z on Twitter, and he will hook you up. And Dillard has even traveled with the man up to Pittsburgh. He drove drove Dillard all the way up to Pittsburgh for the playoffs. Yes, sir. He sure did. Cruise uh, right through the middle of the night, right through a snowstorm, got us to Pittsburgh right on time. He's the best in the business. And he's a good dude, and he's a local dude, which is something that obviously we care about uh, here in in the pod and here also with the brigade. You know, we love to support local people, so it's awesome that um, we were able to uh, get read some ads for him, hopefully get him some good ads. Yeah, buddy, give Boz a call. He's a great dude. All righty, E underscore Dilla. Reporting live from the gutter. We had ourselves a preseason game. Yeah, we did. Um, what are your takes from the preseason game? How, how did All that right. preseason game make you feel? Honestly, I was excited to watch Gardner Minshew play some football. Um, I watched him in college, watched him at Washington State, spread the ball out. He plays from the pocket, but he doesn't have the issue, you know, moving a little bit left and right, slinging the ball. Not really slinging the ball because he doesn't have the greatest arm, but yeah. fits fits the offense. You know what I mean? Getting the ball where it needs to go. Yeah. Um. So I was I was excited, looking forward to it. Um. And it, we come out on the first play, we run some combo route. Their safety crashes on our tight end, and DJ Charks got the other guy beat. I mean, he just got him completely beat. It was a house call. Easy. I mean, if Nick Foles yeah. is playing, it's a touchdown, a and no one's mad all week. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but no he question. Him. And it's a terrible throw. And it was the beginning of a long day. Um, so unfortunately, I don't think that we could pull much um, in terms of evaluations on the offensive skill players because the quarterbacks were so bad, top to bottom. Um, he yeah. was awful. Gardner Minshew was terrible. It sounds like he's had a couple uh, good days in practice. But after watching that, now it's totally you got to prove it to me. Um, you yeah. get to the point where I hope they sign a veteran quarterback because Nick Foles' career history shows we're not getting 16 games out of him if we do ride on. But if history repeats itself, which it usually does, um, there's no way he's playing 16 games. And if the Jaguars have to play Gardner Minshew, God forbid Tanner Lee, or the other kid, Alex McGrew, <laughs> we are going to be boned like no other. I mean, there's just – like It's almost going to be worse than Gabbard offense because it's not really in a sense of he's going to be scared, but he literally cannot throw the football outside the numbers from what we've seen off one yeah. game. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? He might – be impressive in the long run they say he's a smart football mind but right now he's got to show it to me um so that's my biggest takeaway is you can't take away too much from the game because they didn't show us much on offense um but I do think that the defense played pretty good and when I say defense I mean the backups 32 players didn't play so when you're looking at what's happening on the field. I'm looking at the depth guys, and I'm just expecting them to make decent plays. I'm not expecting impact plays every time. I mean, is the safety crashing in the box, and when he gets in the hole, is he wrapping up, or is he, you know, whamming somebody, which isn't in an, in an tackle because they, that just doesn't happen when you're a third stringer. You can't hit. You're a third stringer. Um, so you're looking for, like, solid fundamentals, and then that's why I kind of got hype with um, Revis and the other dude. Um, that played at Washington, Wingard, I think his name was. I thought the two of them played yeah. really good football. It was just real simple, fundamental stuff. Um, Revis popped somebody, which was nice. Um, yeah. I mean, it happened. Yeah, Revis looks yeah, pretty decent. Ten yards down the field, but when you're a safety coming across the field, it is what it is. Um, and I believe he's a guy that was on uh, Last Chance U. So kind of cool to see um, someone from the OG Last Chance U making it in the league. I think he. I think he kind of looked apart a little bit last year too, um, around this time. If yeah, I remember, and right? I mean, he was—he's been on the team the whole time. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, right. Yeah, he wasn't like he got cut at the end of the year and we picked him back up because he's not some guy that not some guy that's bouncing. Yeah, back he's and not forth selling between, us, uh, forwards you know. down the road. So I mean, yeah. it's yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing to see um, linebacker depth still may Tavin Bryan. Nothing impressive from him. I mean, sure, he got in the backfield a couple times, but he's a number one – or not a number one overall pick, but he's a first-round pick. I know he got picked at the end of the first round. But a year in, a year plus in, Tavin Bryan should be showing us more than he has so far, and it's kind of disappointing that he hasn't. But at the same time, it's expected from me. He was so terrible last year that even him being around the ball, I guess, is a, a change, a positive change. So – I think what a lot of the, I think what a lot of the um, coverage that I've been hearing today is almost along the lines of like, oh, he should be showing more if he's a first round pick against backups and second stringers, but he has improved. And it's like, man, this is this guy like <laughs> this guy really. I mean, that shows you where, what he was Definitely. last year. Is just and like it, like this was your first round pick, and he's improving to you know kind of not do anything around you know second and third string 
op- right. And opposition. I mean, the, the so Ravens like... played with starters <laughs> to start, so like you know the guys that are uh, even Josh Allen, like he he made a nice play on the first play of the game, but then he's going against Ronnie Stanley, who's he's not like a superstar all pro tackle, but he's a pretty good football player. He's probably up there in the top ten, and I think he was a first round pick, so it's warranted. You yeah. know what I mean? So like making a first play of the game impact is cool from the rookie aspect. Unfortunately, Allen didn't yeah, show us anything it. more, but he's already shown us more in one preseason game than Tavin Bryan showed all last year and into this year. So how can you not yeah, be happy? No about question. It? I mean, you just want him to. You want to see that play from him and then get exactly. Him off the I mean, field almost when he like blew he that did, play like, up, it was like, all right, cool. Like I'm good. He, cool. Yeah, yeah take he him won off. the line down the backfield, <laughs> made the tackle. Like I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's that's all I need to see from you, my guy. Not a good thing when at no point in the game your offense can score points. Uh, we did have the kick return for a touchdown that was called back on an obvious hold. It is what it is. No big deal. It was a nice return from Keelan Cole. It probably didn't even have an impact on the play. So if you're looking at it from a film you know, aspect, he, Keelan Cole is a returner. Hey, bright spot. And Keelan Cole is looking at maybe receiver five, receiver six, depending on what happens to Terrell Pryor. So him making an impact in special teams is a good thing for him going forward. Definitely, and that, and that's a role that he could probably fill out pretty well if he if he can if he can add that to his resume and and you know he he's obviously super lightning. And fast, we don't have so anyone, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah, you don't, we don't automatically anybody, think of yeah. someone like oh yeah, that's our return guy. So it's it was cool to see someone make a play in that sense, even though it wasn't like wasn't countered on paper. It still happened, which is worth yeah. noting. Um, other than that, it just kind of is what it is. I thought Lamar Jackson, if we want to talk about him for a second, he wasn't anything imp- like impressive as a passer to where you can even grade the defense on, like, man, they really shut him down. Um, if Wentz plays yeah, next so week, it's, hard. it's a different story. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Which he should. Which and it doesn't should. sound like Foles is going to play, so that's going to be interesting. But anyway, back to last week. Yeah. You just get, I guess – it's almost the opposite of being excited. It's um, You're just kind of like doom and gloom about the situation right now because they did score zero points. But like we said earlier, you think about it. If the starters play on the first drive, it's probably a touchdown, and no one really gives a shit about the rest of the game. Right. Yeah, I mean, they just held out so many people, whether it's injuries or whether it's the, you know they think those people are, those people are mm-hmm. straight. They don't need to see anything out of them. They're trying to Definitely. evaluate the back end of the roster. And Doug talked on Saturday um, about, you know, if you practice good, you don't need to play in the game, which I kind of agree with. If that's why, you know, Foles and Conley and all them didn't play, fine by me. We don't need to get those guys hurt if they're producing in practice. Going up against Jalen Ramsey, not a bad, you know, tick to go from a, are they actually producing in practice? Are they beating up on bums? Right, so, yeah. I mean, eh, you get enough, but you do want to see it in a game, you know. Yeah, and I think part of it also is just kind of the direction that the NFL is trending, that they're going to play these guys less because they're kind of getting prepared to have less preseason games, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it wouldn't be shocking you know, so they're a three-game preseason, add an extra game in the regular season, but that's for another day. Yeah, or or even more. But, you know, I think they're kind of trending in that direction and, and playing it a little safe, especially when they have injuries at their offensive line positions. They don't want to put – you know, injury injury prone Nick Foles out there and get him yeah, chopped up. I mean, that's before. absolutely right. Like, what what would even be the point of that? Like I've said before, when you have your starting one through five on the offensive line, most teams have 
four and a half capable players. You know what I mean? You got like usually a solid or a pretty good, like usually, every, every team has their offensive lineman who's would be the fan favorite. Cause you just know he's going to go out there. He's going to put people on their ass, whether it be in the run game or pass protecting in the pass game. And then you have, you know, your middle of the road, couple guys. And then you have that fifth guy who's like, man, sometimes he plays a good game. Oftentimes he gets beat up and it just kind of is what it is. So when you go from having five guys starting to zero of your guys starting that you're not going to have any actual talent. And we did kind of see that with Gardner Minshew. I mean, he was getting blown up pretty quick. So maybe it wasn't yeah, all. It makes it hard to evaluate sure. the, the other positions. Like uh, evaluating Gardner Minshew almost is kind of tough to do with, with all those backups playing against yeah, starters. Yeah, it just makes so it tough. Yeah. And that's kind of why, like, I wish we could see more in practice. It's cool that we have the beat guys there. But at the same time, I trust, like, two of them. You know what I mean? So Right, <laughs> right. We just kind of have to wait and see on that front. Overall, I put the game in the garbage can, never think about it again, because I don't think it really showed us anything significant. No, there was way too many people yeah, out 32 for it to players, really be a like, concern. What's, oh, man, what's the point? They should have just canceled the game. I mean, are, are you concerned about backup quarterback? Yeah. Yes. But can you really take anything out of that? Could he come out with some starters and put together a better job? Probably, yeah. And that's the thing, too. If your backup quarterback's yeah. playing in the regular season, you're, you're screwed anyway, so it is what it is. Uh, Nick yeah, Foles most... won the Super Bowl. Well, that was an anomaly, and let's, yeah. like he's our starter now, unfortunately. But I mean, I didn't mean to say that. Well, I did, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so it just kind of is what it is. We'll take it with a stride, uh, or take it in stride anyway, and we'll see what he gives us this year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take too much out of it. So that, that, that's just uh, let's just move on from that garbage can of a game. It was kind of depressing to wait, you know, an entire summer and then get that as your first um, little appetizer. But you know, yeah, but again, I'd rather be uh, shit in the preseason, win a couple games in the regular season, than like show out in the preseason and then not be able to move it in the regular season. So they've still got time to impress yeah. us. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the. The next thing I kind of wanted to get to with you was um, you tweeted out a video. You were the first person I saw that tweeted yeah. this video. I don't know if I you think were the I first was. one to really notice it and take it to Twitter. But I guess um, CJ Revis, the aforementioned um, DB that we've been talking about, was put up a story. It yep, wasn't on, on Instagram. Instagram. On Instagram, everybody – I mean, everybody that's listening to this has probably seen it at this point. Um, he's there – you know, there's defensive players, um, you know, actually mix of both players – um, in the locker room, kind of just clowning, having a great time, listening to Boosie, you know, taking a story. And they're like, but the thing that's kind of weird about it is they're like picking up this chair with the Jags logo on it. And they're like, I think it was Miles Jack is like punching yeah, the logo, like Miles, specifically he, he, directly he picks on the logo. The chair up and he puts it down. He punches it a couple of times. They flip it over at some point. And then there's some guy stomping on the logo and kind of like directly on sure. the logo. And, <laughs> At the same time, like, do I think the players meant anything bad by it? No, I don't. I honestly, truly just think they were goofing off. They were having a good time in the yeah. locker room. But the the more you watch the video, the more, like, what the fuck shit you saw. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it was almost like, you know how when you're, like, looking at where's Waldo? You're like, haha, that's funny. And the longer you look for Waldo, the more funny stuff you see. It was kind of the yeah. opposite. <laughs> the longer you watched the video, the more you were baffled. You were like, what? Like, 
Why is Cam Robinson standing on when if you look closely at Cam Robinson in that video, he's actually standing on the arm of two exactly. different chairs, yep, I two, believe. He's like on a regular and he's supposed seat to be in a big chair. <laughs> and he's supposed to be on the physically unable to perform list at this point, which obviously he got off of today in kind of a surprise. But you know, yesterday you're looking at it and you're like, why is this guy who's recovering from an ACL that weighs three hundred and I don't know, twenty pounds yeah. probably, uh, standing on two different chairs? armchairs um and jumping up and down. no and i i feel you this is not a great and when look. i posted the video i didn't mean anything about it i didn't post the video to be like wow look at these jackasses being jackasses i i thought it was funny i mean i quoted the tweet like the chairs tom coughlin because they're kicking it yeah. around laughing like and i i just thought it was a joke but kind of like i said the longer you watch it you're just like what and it starts out with aj boyer whose hamstring has been apparently like a piece of paper he just can't keep it together and he he's like wilding out dancing which is again i know that dancing in the locker room isn't at the same level of you know stressing your muscles the the torque and explosion that you're gonna see on the practice trying to guard a receiver right but (laughs) it's like come on bro like you haven't even really practiced yet and when we see you you're out here like wilding out bouncing around and it's just – it doesn't look good. And I guess that's why – It doesn't. At the end of the day, there are so many negative, like, reactions in my mentions. And the more it went on, like I said, just the more you saw them. Like, people were making great points, which usually doesn't happen when people are bashing on something. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. The Titans fans had a field day in my mentions and quote tweets. Oh, oh did they? Dude, they were, I didn't see that. No wonder we sweep <laughs> these guys every year. Like, I mean, and exactly, like, what can you? I, I just agreed and with you're them. You're sitting all. there, like, I was like, good yep, point. You're right. like, and maybe that's not why. I mean, it doesn't. It probably has nothing to do with discipline on the field. It doesn't. But it's optics. I mean, there's a certain someone that we all know who works for the team. He even saw the tweet and then thought better of it. And if he thinks better of it. Why don't the dudes playing the game think better of it in terms of like putting something on social media that shouldn't yeah. be there? Um, I was kind of shocked yeah. too. I kind of looked at it a couple times throughout the day, expecting the video to disappear, but nah, man, mm. it just wrote out it's 24 <laughs> hours. So yeah, interesting. Just, I don't know, but I do think it's funny that Cam Robinson from Saturday. He's not going to be ready by the first game of the season. I mean, we might not even see him practice until the regular season to monday he's off the pup and he's practicing so it makes you wonder yeah. like, what happened <laughs> and this video just happened to be in yeah it's just two, a real you know. big, i mean even <laughs> everyone who was at practice and saw it today was surprised and you can't really blame them for it because it, it is shocking i mean doug marone literally threw like a, a pissy party i'm upset our guys can't like they can't stay healthy we might not even see these starters play at all in the preseason because we literally don't have any dudes to, oh, my knee's all better. I'm actually off the pup. <laughs> like, let's practice. So yeah. am I the reason why – not am I. Is, the, is the, the video that was tweeted the reason why he's practicing? Unlikely. But it is funny um, to connect some dots. It's a, co- it's a coincidence. Yeah, it, it is funny to connect <laughs> some dots and see what happens. Um, it's certainly a coincidence. That's – I'm glad they were in the locker room, though, having a good time. You don't ever not want to see that. Yeah, and the thing is, like, even if they, even if they're like, 
you know, if you want to take it as far as saying you're there just happy, unhappy with the organization and blah, 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 that stuff at the end of the day, I mean, it's not going to affect their production because their production is how they make money. You know what I mean? Like these guys are, you know, and, and I don't think NFL teams, most of them are really sure what they are until they get to the regular season and really start performing together. Um, Even teams that have been around for a while, even where the coach is the same, you know, there's a lot different from year to year. Um, We have a whole new quarterback this year, so it's going to be completely different. I mean, if they come out and start, Losing a bunch of games, could it slide downhill? Yeah. Would that happen with any team that loses a bunch of games? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. It's going to – I mean, do you go to work and, and do horrible and get horrible results and then just feel great about the place? No. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, you, if you're doing great things, all of a sudden you start caring more about, you know, the image yeah, and, and what I mean, it looks like and the people you work with. Level, you're not going to even want to I mean, have like a, a take-a-day bullshit and chill. You know what I mean? Because – you're just right. you're you're producing at such a level that you just want to keep it up there because you're probably getting some sort of recognition and it makes you feel good. Who doesn't want to feel good? And 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 that's how they're going to get paid too. And these guys, yeah. And that. and for these them, guys. that's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. do they give a shit that they're on the Jaguars? Not really. You know what I mean? But no. do they realize that that's where they're making money at? And if you stay with your team longer, you're probably going to make more money than if you test free agency because. It it seems that if you leave your team, like say AJ Boye for example, in all likelihood he's going to get cut next year. You know what I mean? Had he yeah. stayed in Houston, where he's would have been, you know, reaching maybe year six, year seven, they're they're going to be more likely to reach out to you. Hey, we need to bend these numbers a little bit, but we want to keep you around and make sure you're still getting a check. Which just keeps extending you and keeps you yep. getting paid. And you, you don't have to move. You become a part of the franchise. And your outlook changes on everything. You ingrain yourself more in that, in that franchise. Yeah, For exactly. Sure. I mean, and I mean, here's the bottom line. A lot of NFL players don't hit free agency on purpose. Right. Most of them hit it uh, when they've done something, you know, they've underperformed. Yeah, and, and then they get cut. And then they hit free agency. So they, at that point, you're not right. looking at a payday. You're looking at. <laughs> and when they hit yeah. free agency, they're going to get Downgrade. overpaid because it's a bidding process. But that's also going to make you more susceptible to being cut down the road. Right. So it's a, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. But I don't know. It doesn't really even out that way. Six and six. You know what I'm saying? It's more of a eight and four. But it's interesting. We'll see what happens. So, you know, given all that we've gone over so far, you know, the amount of injuries probably to me is the is the more alarming thing. Um especially with the offensive line, yeah. you're not really seeing a full offensive line, which doesn't really allow you to see a full offense. I mean, you know, Nick Foles is a somewhat proven guy. He's, he's you know, a capable quarterback who can walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, but you want to see him in a new franchise taking over a somewhat new offense. Um, I believe he was quoted today saying about half of, the offense that he's learned, you know, this off season was kind of something he was already familiar with. And half of it was a little bit new yep. to him. So, you know, you want that guy to take a couple snaps with a, with an offensive line in front of him and some decent receivers out there to see, you know, so that he can see some looks that he's going to see in the regular season before the live bullets start flying. Agree. And when it comes to the health of the offensive line, I mean, we knew Cam Robinson was hurt. He got hurt last year. Not a surprise. Jawan Taylor banging his knee up in practice 
it sounds like he's it's not, you know, like a true injury. Like he doesn't have ligament damage. He just kind of banged it and they're playing it safe. He's just a yeah. pain. So hopefully safe, that's yeah. what that is. But then the Andrew Norwell situation, I don't even know what the diagnosis is, but him being hurt again is terrible. Bad. I mean, you, you shell out $16 million or whatever it is to an offensive lineman. And I don't, like I said, I don't know how injured he is, but say he misses a couple games. I mean, who even believes in him anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he's just another guy that's making a shit ton of money, which usually makes me dislike him even more if they're and they didn't even they didn't even really you know come up with a real backup plan for what if he is hurt or what if he is yeah definitely you know, if he underperforms again so that's I mean, what kind are they of the, gonna do the if, scary it part sounds is like injury. will richardson who we drafted as a right tackle he was like a ghost all year last year we kind of stashed them whether it be injury or performance or who knows they yeah. just kind of made him disappear He's given AJ Can a run for his money at right guard. So if Norwell can't play, what are you going to do? Put Can at left guard and leave the the young yeah. guy at right guard. So now you've got injured left tackle, guy who lost his position at right guard starting at left guard. Brandon Linder, who is a good player, but he's not like I don't know. When I think of like great offensive linemen, I don't think of Brandon Linder. He's just he's like a solid, you know, gets the job done, grades positively more than he does negatively. Right tackle, you got a new – I mean, right guard, you got a new guy and Will Richardson. And then right tackle, you got a rookie. Who the hell knows what to expect of a rookie? They could be a real and then leader left- or they could be a complete dog and pony show. You just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, and then at left tackle, you've got a guy who, like, might have the most – I don't know if, like, his knees are – he he just walks so, like, knock-kneed to me that I just feel like he's a ticking time bomb. Eh, they all look like that. They all got weird knees. That's how they all wear Braces. His knees looked the same as it did at Alabama, and he never got hurt there. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say that. He hurt his ankle, but he didn't hurt his knees. Um, yeah. I just think that that just comes from when they're growing, they, like, start putting on all that incredible weight, and they're hitting their, like, 16, 17, 18-year-old, and it just makes them look a little goofy. But that's just my opinion. I mean, he, I'm not a doctor. He There was a, a video of him, you know, pushing a dummy. Yeah tweeted out by um, T- Times mm-hmm. Union writer John Reed today, and it's just like he took a step after he got off the dummy, and it's just like his knee kind of went in, like almost, and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, I, oh. Too. <laughs> I mean, he kind of looked at the ground like, uh, kind of like, you know, stepped wrong. <laughs> yeah, like his knee fell but, on it. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of concerning because his knee totally did, you know, make that, make that inward jerk, but I haven't yeah. heard anything about it since, so I'm going to assume he's okay. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, given all that, what's going to make you, I guess, this Thursday we've got a game at the bank against the Eagles. So what's going to make you, what's going to put your mind a little more at ease, uh, make Jaguars fans a little more um, secure, feel like they're they're at home in bed with their warm blankie on? Personally, people are only going to feel that way if Foles plays, and I don't expect him to play. So I don't think we're going to be able to, you know, snuggle up under our blankie until we agree. So another week of another week of panic. Yeah, I think it's going to be rough. But I think if the quarterbacks, the backup quarterbacks, I'm talking about the three guys that look like um, a garbage can, a recycling uh, bin, and a compactor, um, if <laughs> if they play how they played in the first game, 
don't be surprised if you see a veteran come in, whether it be Matt yeah. Castle or someone, you know, that's not any good but better than what we have, like a Ryan Mallet or something like that. There's just yeah. something's going to have to happen because you can't go into the season with a backup who can't play. Like, that's just – that's the end of the day. And that – It's an important position. Right, and backup quarterback is an important position. If they end up – Cutting Minshew, putting him on the practice squad, so be it. But after one game, who gives a shit? He looked like he looked terrible. He doesn't have an arm. Um, I don't know. Just I was really excited to watch him play because of his like aesthetic. I guess he just has the like I'm a super cool guy. You know, doing my. I own mean thing. the num- the numbers he put he put up numbers last year. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, that's part of it for I mean, sure. But that's the this- offense too. I mean. Uh, yeah, the pirate up there at Washington State, Mike Leach. He draws it yeah, up. They but, have a good time. But like you said, I mean, I don't know. I expected more. Yeah, for sure. I did too. And Tavin, you know, I think people would really like to see something out of Tavin. He's like one of those guys, like he's strong mm-hmm. and he's big. And you can tell he can push the pocket yep. a little bit. But he just has like no eye for the ball. Like he, And they say that he was the same at Florida. I don't really watch enough college ball to know. So, but it's just yeah. like you can see him running right by the ball now, and it's like, dude. And I like I watched the to that. Out of college football, <laughs> and then we drafted him. I didn't know he was white until the next day, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't really know who he was. <laughs> and I guess it was kind yeah. of concerning because Gator fans, shout out to you guys. Nah, most of you guys suck, but um, <sighs> they when we drafted him were not happy. Yeah, and Gator fans are some of the biggest homers on earth. Think of. Other yeah. Gator players who drafted, <laughs> especially defensive ends, that they've just, you know, this guy's he's he's the real deal, and he turns out to be not the real deal. Well, they well, we believe. drafted this yeah. cat, and they were like, "Oh my god, why did we do that?" So that was kind yeah. of concerning. And it, I mean, they were right. If they're if they're negative on someone that was a Gator, maybe we should just, you know, leave them. That for should once. be a, a tell a tell tell sign right yeah, there. Definitely. So. <laughs> That's bad if they're not. If he comes guy. out, I don't know if you saw they had um, a mic'd up, and he was he was the person that they mic'd up. He made a good point in a sense of like I'm getting back there. I've I've been close five times, and I think he's talking about to the quarterback, not to like a ball carrier. And yeah, I don't want to say he was pushing the pocket, but there were a couple times where he had a good jump, mm-hmm. made a play, in a sense of like okay, I saw him there. But like you said, he doesn't get around the ball, man. Like it's like he can't see the ball. Or yeah, something. he yeah. the the one play I I remember him like the one true play I remember him making. Someone else hit the ball carrier, and he just kind of you know tag teamed and tackled him. It wasn't yeah. Tavin meeting the ball player and getting help. It was some other guy who I don't know making the play in the first round pick coming through helping clean up. Jumping on top, yeah. jumping on the dog pile. Not yeah. very cool. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's still early. I mean, he, he doesn't come off as the brightest fella. Maybe it's going to take him a little bit longer, but Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not very optimistic well, about do, the situation. I do know this. We're going to keep calling him Tavin until he does something. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I've called him Tavin my whole life. So, which yeah. is <laughs> – like I said, I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> I'm definitely not if you calling say, Taven. 
Yeah, it's definitely tavern until you until you get a couple sacks yeah. in the regular season. Show me show me five sacks, I'll call you. Yeah, two. show me one sack, I might call you your real name. Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, my guy. Yeah, buddy. So we will um, we'll see you Thursday. We'll I'll be, be at there. The bank. We'll see if many, y'all see we'll me see out many there. Many of you. Holla at me. Buy me a hot dog. Save your beer. <laughs> we'll be uh we'll be out there. You know, Thursday night. Um, preseason game two against the Eagles. Pumped to check our new seats out. See what all the hype's about. Yeah, checking out our new um, seats up in the up in the nosebleeds. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Jaguars want to be cheap. So do we. Yeah. Um, yeah. So later on. Yeah, we'll dude. See you guys, see you guys Thursday, and then see we'll y'all be, later. Back an, be back with another pod um, here in a week or so. Yeah, you guys were awesome. The uh, interaction after the first pod was pretty tight. Um, yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, we're pump, pumped to make this. It's fun to make. We're glad you guys enjoy listening to it, and there will be plenty more. Absolutely, and we'll be. Um, I'm sure in the next week or so, we'll be thinking of maybe trying to do guests and, and all that. We kind of sure. wanted to s- start off with the the main bros for the first couple, but um, we'll start. Uh, if if anybody wants to be a guest, holler at us. We might tell you to go fuck off. We might tell you let's do it. Um, holler, or if if anybody else locally, especially wants uh wants to get some advertising for the low. I mean, we're here. So we got you. We would we, we would love to support local as we did with Mr. Boz. Um, you know, that's always gonna be us up. I mean, slide in those DMs or if you got our number, hit us up. For sure. Peace, dudes. Peace, missus. We later, out. Ho- later, later, homie.